the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, this is going to be a fabulous episode as we talk about an intriguing topic titled, The Perspective of a Female Pastoral Leader. Now, this is an awesome topic, and I want you to buckle your seatbelt as we talk through it. And here's why. You know, there are are varying perspectives regarding uh, the involvement of women in the church. And, And I just want to introduce a couple of these. One would be this, that some Christians or denominations, churches, they hold a perspective that women and Men hold equal opportunity in regard to church leadership. Yet there are other perspectives where some Christians or denominations or churches hold a perspective that women can hold leadership positions in the church, but they can't be called pastor. There are some churches and denominations that that hold a perspective that women should not be in a leadership position at all in, in a church. And so I bring up this particular episode. And your discipleship coach is not here, or it's not designed to stir up controversy, but it is designed to stir up conversation. You know, your beliefs regarding this particular episode are important and they're significant. But what we're going to explore in this episode, I think, can touch you no matter what your perspective is. And what we're looking at is the contribution of women in ministry. This might be pastoral ministry, it might be as a church staff member, or it might be as a believer. So we're going to take a look at at women who are serving in ministry, and we're talking today in the second half of the show with Andrea Lathrop, so you're going to want to stay tuned to that. And she serves not only as a wife and a mother, but also a pastoral leader, a professional speaker, and she is engaged in ministry. But as I think about about this topic of women in ministry, the truth is I go all the way back to my grandmother. When I was a child, our family grew up in the same town or right next to my, my grandmother, not next door, but, but in driving distance. We were right there in the same area. My grandmother watched my sister and I as my mom and my dad both worked full time. And what's interesting is my grandma, I called her Grandma Pat. Grandma Pat was, was everyone's grandmother. Now, my fav- one of my favorite things, there's so many things, but one of my favorite things about Grandma Pat is she had a knack 
to disturb and disrupt an entire church service, but in a subtle way. Here's what I'm talking about. I want you to go all the way back to the late or mid-1980s, and I would be sitting in a pew in a small uh, church talking with my friends, and maybe even on a Sunday night, and my grandmother would, would sit in the very back row, and she could see all the way to the front where we were sitting, and row by row, she would say, hey, can you get Mike's attention? And they would pass that up row by row by row. Finally, till I would turn around and she would hold her finger to her mouth and, and give me the, the be quiet sign. And she would disrupt the entire side of the church just to tell me to be quiet. What's so fun is when I wasn't talking, she would do the same thing just to see if I wanted a piece of gum. I tell you that story because it's fun. And I had a good relationship with my grandmother. but. Sometimes we weren't even allowed to sit by my grandmother because we would just disrupt the church service. But what I love about my grandma Pat is even as a child, until she went to be with the Lord, is she was invested in my life. She prayed for me. She modeled Christian behavior right in front of my eyes. She was a spiritual influence in my life. You know, there are many other women in history that have served as spiritual influencers and role models in the lives of many people. Many Bible teachers, even today, are women of God who are anointed and doing great ministry. And in today's show, we are pausing. We're going to pause and consider a perspective from, from women who serve the church body. And I want you to stay tuned. In the second half of the show, we're joined by Andrea Lathrop, and we'll meet her in just a few minutes. But I want to highlight two women that have actually proven significant in my spiritual life, one of which is named Dr. Carolyn Tennant. Now, back when I was an undergraduate student at North Central University, Carolyn Tennant was a professor at that university, and she had a prayer group that that I was invited to be a part of. And I would pray maybe on a weekly basis with a small prayer group led by Dr. Tennant. Well, later in my academic career, when I was earning a master's degree, Carolyn Tennant, Dr. Tennant was my very first professor in that degree. And what's interesting is she had this investment in my life in the past, which I thought was momentary, but God orchestrated that relationship where she continued to speak into my life. Carolyn Tennant has a voice in, in uh, leadership circles uh, and in universities as she talks about what's called the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And she's become an authoritative voice on the Holy Spirit and the activity of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. Dr. Tennant has a pastoral and Dr. Tennant has an education heart, an educator's heart, to develop other people. And she's proven uh, instrumental in my not only academic journey, but in my spiritual journey, challenging the practices that I, I interact with spiritually and, and to make sure that they're pointing me in the right direction. But there's another uh, woman who's proved instrumental in my life, and her name is Dr. Deborah Gill. Again, back at North Central University, Dr. Gill uh, taught my introduction to Greek course. But then later in my academic journey here, as I'm pursuing a doctoral degree, Dr. Gill taught a class and she, she continued to influence my life academically, which she does with her tribe. 
What's what's intriguing is she's focused right now in life on this topic called soul care. Now, Dr. Gill uh, works in these realms of discipleship and spiritual formation. She's she's worked through some coach training to become uh, trained in some coaching skills and competencies. But she's uh, a certified spiritual director. She offers spiritual retreats. I actually took a class with her. And we just did some great reflection in my personal life through her mentoring and counseling and coaching and academic direction. And I look at these two women and I think about women in ministry. And I think, uh, you know, how can I support your pursuit of God's calling and design in your life? When I think about women, I ask that question. How can I support your pursuit and calling and design in God's life? It's the same exact approach I take with, with a man. I don't think what jobs belong to a woman, what jobs belong to a man. For me, as a, as a person, a man of God, a leader, I just value the person. And I want to talk a moment about my wife here before we, we meet our guest today. My wife is brilliant. She was a double major in college, and I like to say that I'm no dummy because I married her, okay? So this is it. But my wife has this calling for ministry, and, and, and actually her first job out of college, she was a, a kid's pastor part-time, and to make a full-time job, she was my administrative partner in, in my ministry as an associate and a youth pastor. But my wife has this calling, and her calling is to be a wife and a mother. We have six children. If you listen to the show, you know that. I've adopted two children. Kim continues to serve and work in ministry, and most of it is around children's ministry. What's intriguing is that calling is real, it's legitimate, but today we're going to meet a guest whose calling is is similar, but but also has a whole other arena. And and actually, we're going to talk to my sister-in-law today. Her name is Andrea Lathrop. Just wrapped up her doctoral degree, so Dr. Lathrop, which is so exciting. She's a wife and a mother, but also a pastor, a leader, and a speaker, and my guest today. Andrea, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for being on with us today. Thanks, Mike, for having me. It's so fun to be with you, and I agree about everything you're saying about well, all of those women you mentioned, and especially your wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we could talk about my wife all day, but before we do that, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience, if you will? Yeah. Um, so I'm Andrea, and I have been a, a licensed minister and pastor for over 20 years now. And we've been at three great churches uh, through those years in Minneapolis and Dallas and West Palm Beach. And probably the last 10 to 11 years, I have been in executive pastor roles, uh, looking after things from operations to missions to adult discipleship and leadership development. So um, I'm really passionate about uh, Christian leaders serving from a place of health and strength, um, overflow and not depletion, but I know that's really, really challenging. And um, but probably, yeah, my favorite thing is um, being married to my husband, Justin, for 22 years and uh, raising our kids together. Um, I have a daughter who is a senior in high school and a son who is a freshman in high school. So we're just at a really important uh, stage of parenting right now, and it's, um, it's a real privilege. That's so great. I don't even know if you know this, but your son just called my wife 
and asked if we could uh, support his tennis team for school. So I think we did that. It's such a great phone call. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to interview Andrea Lathrop. So stay tuned as we talk today about the perspective of from a female pastoral leader. Hold on tight. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach right now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about the perspective of a female pastoral leader, and we're here with uh, my sister-in-law and guest, Andrea Lathrop. We're so excited that you're here and I want to get right into this, Andrea. Can you talk to us just a little bit, just about the whole concept of women and church leadership? Sure. Well, I appreciated your setup at the beginning that um, there are different biblical interpretations um, of this uh, issue, but I've found that it's usually not a biblical authority issue, but more of an interpretation issue. (laughs) Um, I think, though, we, no matter where you land on that spectrum, we would all agree that the church today needs the healthiest and strongest men and women leaders possible now more than ever. Um, but I think, so I'm not sure that the circles that you and I would run in, theology would be the struggle, but it's actually the practical way we live. That that It's like we believe in this, we believe in women um, in the church and uh, leading and serving, but um, it, it can be challenging practically. My story is really one of, of sponsorship. It's, it's one where great men, uh, male leaders in the church have um, kind of sponsored me, have mentored me, have um, made space, kind of shared their power uh, with me and like made space for me at the table. And, um, and so I know that's not everyone, every female story, and I wish it was more and more, Um, but I'm just so grateful for the men who have done that for me, and I think one of the challenges today, too, is around how do men champion women more um, and have good boundaries um, around that, but, like, lean into figuring that out as as opposed to, like, um, avoiding that tension. And how do women um, champion and cheer each other on and not compete? Uh, I, I think that's one of the big challenges, too, today is um, really resisting a scarcity mentality. Hmm. Like, there's only so much going around, and we have to kind of compete or fight to get these, you know, spaces and spots that, like, um, really learn to cheer each other on, men and women, and women with women, too, and just um, champion uh, each other more and more. It's it's a challenge, uh, for sure. It's interesting you use two words, to cheer and to champion. And what I'm intrigued at as you're talking, is you've talked about this between male and female, but also female and female. And it causes me to ask, what, what are some more of the 
challenges that that women seem to face in Christian leadership today? Yeah, I do think um, that the scarcity mentality uh, is is a real thing that's just hard to not give in to, and it makes us compete more instead of you know live from this place that's like God sees me, God has me. Um, God will open doors that no man can shut, you know, kind of thing. And to mm-hmm. just kind of have that kind of non-anxious leadership presence. Um, and it kind of also then makes way for us to really um, cheer and make way for each other, as opposed to kind of, you know, keep and scrap and fight over, um, you know, what we think is scarce. And so I think that, I think, um, I think another challenge is around, um, and I think we're getting better at this about honoring differences and different ways of leading instead of this pressure to conform or like there's only one kind of real leader and we all need to aspire to be that kind of leader. But I think understanding that true unity actually kind of implies or demands diversity, kind of like the biblical picture of the body where there's these different functions and gifts and parts. And um, what's interesting is to see, like, in culture that there is progress being made because it's like even the power of the introversion and research that's kind of coming to the forefront is, I think, helpful because it's like, oh, there's not just, it's not just an extroverted way of leading. Like, there's actually an introverted way of leading that's really needed and necessary. Um, And I think this can be kind of applied to there's both masculine and feminine strengths and perspectives that are both valuable, that are both needed for leadership today. And we just have to keep growing in our valuing of differences mm. um, and that they're, they're needed at the table and in the room. It's so interesting. And you talk about the fact that if I can put some of your language together, making room at the table is really the way to unity. It's the way to embracing diversity and You've talked about mm-hmm. the differences, right, with personality, extrovert, introvert, or gender, male, female. It's so fun. What, what have you seen just like, you know, as you're a, a female leader, how, how have people made room for you? How do they celebrate the gifts God has given you? Yeah, I think uh, early on, um, I had an older uh really could have been my dad or even older uh, uh, age difference and just an amazing leader and in our organization. And um, I was kind of the unlikely, uh, you know, next person to take his role. And he, it was his idea. And so he invited me into like an 18 month, like mentoring kind of sponsoring kind of process where I kind of, shadowed him in meetings. And then I um, eventually uh, put the meeting agenda together. Eventually, mm-hmm. after that, I led the meeting. And um, and then we would kind of debrief it, and he would give me feedback. And <laughs> um, and it was really, really practical uh, and intentional. And um, as opposed to going outside of the organization or finding a, you know, a different um, person, that may, person that maybe was more mm-hmm. like him or looked you know, like him, and he kind of took a chance on me. And so um, I, I, I look back on that often and just feel so grateful that he did something that was maybe 
a little unusual. Mm. But yeah, he he really, you know, <laughs> physically made space for me. He brought me into the room with him um, through a process. That's such a great, yeah. humble practice that we can learn from. You know, I think about being a a leader, whether you're male or female, and, and God's positioned you in a great platform of ministry. So I'm curious, just as maybe let's walk away from the the female perspective and just speak to us as a leader, because we all face, you know, burnout and, and we work hard. What, what can you say? I know that this is a, a gift God has given you. How can a Christian recover from the burnout that comes from spending so much energy in ministry? Yeah, um, I just, it's a great question, Mike. And mm-hmm. one thing I would, would want to say right off the top is that if it's a deep and dark place you find yourself in, please seek professional help mm-hmm. and take it very seriously. And I think for the average overwhelmed uh, person that is living in this anxious age and kind of anxiety epidemic, I think we're all kind of battling in that. Um, for me, it's been about remembering and practicing the truth that God is good mm. and that you are the beloved of God, that he is not a taskmaster and you are not only a tool or a resource in his hand. <laughs> You're a human that he loves and that he came for. Mm. And I found it like helpful to remember that there are some things that we never graduate from or move beyond, no matter how mature or no matter how long we've been leading and serving and um, in ministry or as a Christ follower, that um, there are some things we don't ever graduate from, like our need for deep rest or the practice Mm -hmm. of the Sabbath or the need for mutually beneficial friendships um, or the wrestling about the amount of noise um, Mm -hmm. and anxiety we're consuming from our devices. I mean, some of these things, just while we're on planet Earth, we will we will need to uh, wrestle with and make room for. And and for one of the flags for me that maybe I'm nearing overwhelm or burnout is like when I find myself going, I can't take a day off or I can't get away from my phone or I, you know, it's like, that's just a warning sign for me that maybe something is off and um, that I need to get back to some of those basic uh, practices and habits. This is good advice, by the way, from Andrea Lathrop as you listen to your discipleship coach. And Andrea, I know you have so much to say. Thank you for sharing with us. And I want to say to my audience, if you're curious about navigating your spiritual life or considering coaching, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and complete our free coaching readiness questionnaire. And make sure you follow your discipleship coach on social media and follow our podcast But today, thank you so much for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities, just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today. I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's Your Discipleship Coach. Coach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.